So the Lynx are world champions. Yep. Champions of the entire world. They are. 52% of it anyways. Yep. <coughs> and uh, I was just, I'm done. as we were getting ready to record, I've been searching the internets, basically on the, on the Twitter machines. And uh, did you know Zubas has a Twitter account? It is literally anything on earth, so yeah, I suppose it probably had a Twitter account. <laughs> they actually tweeted about the Minnesota Lynx winning their fourth WNBA championship. Uh, but Zubas has a fucking Twitter account. They have almost as many tweets as they do followers, which is like just a little over 4,000. <laughs> There's like 4,130 people following Zubas. I don't know why the fuck you're following Zubas. Yeah, what content? And they have 4,241 tweets. Yeah. So I can't wait to see the latest can Zubas we, updates. Can we get Zubas followers to m- more followers than they have tweets after this podcast? Like, yes. I think that's definitely what we should, like, that should be our goal for the rest of the week is to get more followers yeah. than fucking tweets from yeah, Zubas. We could, we could try to raise money for all the shit that's going on in the world, but why do that when we can try to get <laughs> Zubas followers up slightly? Fuck Zubas. Fuck Zubas. Zubas are shit. Sponsor us. Uh, hit us up at uh, at TDIKMN because we yeah. we will Big we will we will shill the shit out of your uh, your stupid ass pants. Uh, I mean, awesome ass pants. So, did I ever tell you about the 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 pair of pants that got set on fire? Yes, you have. Did I? Yeah, you I'm have. I'm running out of stories now. They almost look like Zubas, the design on them, but it was like pink and black and white. Yeah, I have a, I have a pair of uh, I think maybe from like two. Uh, Dark Cloud uh, end of year party auction award ceremonies uh, where um, they're very comfortable. Like they're like warm up pants for like the loons. The zip, you know, like the zip that goes up like to your like mid calf or whatever. Yeah. Um, they're very comfortable, but they're very worn. So like when you sit down, if I'm like I have friends over or whatever, I sit down in these pants. Like, and you, you know, like my, you can see like see my crotch it's just like translucent it is it's not a hole yet yeah notch notch pointed out like about you know about six months ago he's like yeah i can see your i can see like basically your dick and balls uh with my were you wearing underwear i was yes i was not i was not free balling it so you Um, so let me get this straight either you were wearing pants that were so thin and underwear that were worn so translucent that he could see your dick and balls through it. He, he could see the bulge of my dick and balls. Oh, okay. Yeah, not the. Yeah, I oh. was not translucent. I was going to say well, that's as well. That's a lot of wear and tear <laughs> on the general. Yeah, it was not. It there. was not translucent underwear as well. I, <laughs> I, I wear I wear down shoes and socks pretty 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 bad. I don't wear down my underwear that bad. So, 
I'm glad, I'm glad to hear that. <laughs> I usually uh I usually just get a new pair of underwear when mine gets see through, but you know, that's just me. Yeah, well that's I do too, eventually, if like when like when they get see through. Yeah. But I don't like I wear through my socks and my shoes really uh, apparently I walk really hard. Like walk hard. hard. <laughs> yeah. Like, you know, jerk off hard. Um <laughs> that nothing to do with I don't know. It, yeah. <laughs> Anyways, uh it's it's getting late, so and I'm it'll get a little bit loopy. I'm sure you are too, yeah. so we should uh, we should probably jump into this thing. Yeah, huh? we got two we got two games to cover, and I don't think we're gonna give them the full like uh, the full splash. Yeah, right? we can definitely mostly just uh, skim through that first one for sure. So <laughs> let's uh, let's not skip it. Let's let's at least hit the highs and the lows here. I so said skim. I said skim through it. Not at least skip. It's skip. No, I said skim through the first like, one. No, we can't do that to our listeners. They come here for content. That, yeah, that hot like hot hashtag content yes they do all right so let's um spit some hot fire as we do let's talk about the houston game that uh that <laughs> happened two to one loss that was a uh, thing it, it was a thing yeah it, it fits the definition of a noun yeah uh, so was there a best moment of the game for you from that game uh i mean for me honestly the probably the best moment for the team was that the loons actually came out and looked relatively competent for the first 10 minutes which is a a, uh, inverse that, of the usual yeah they don't normally do um so that was the best moment of the game honestly because the game was mostly mostly shit the rest of the way um i won't say i will say one best moment in sort of like after the game is i don't know most people may know the dark clouds did a fundraiser for hurricane harvey relief and raising money for the greater houston community foundation and we raised almost 700 dollars for for hurricane harvey relief at that game so um, at Lake Monster, so a huge shout out to all the people who came and, and supported that and all that. So that was probably, you know, in retrospect, the best moment of the game. I found all, you know, the a- actual final numbers and stuff on, on Tuesday. So that was the best moment of the game, honestly, for me. What do you got? That's awesome. I um, that really is my view of a, this supporters group. I know supporters love to pat themselves on the back. Every supporter around the world thinks them and their supporters group is a special uh, fucking snowflake. Or <laughs> I know that's such a triggering term now, but um, but but honestly, like uh, anytime there's a, a slip up from that ideal of what the dark clouds do, people call it out and jump on it. Whereas I look at what happened with Atlanta and people throwing a water bottle and the I'll kinda, get to the that in a sec. We'll get yeah, there. But, we'll get there. Um, but. It's, I, I'm I'm, par- I'm proud to be a part of a group that that um, is supporting their opponent in that moment rather than uh, doing the opposite. So, yeah. anyways, that's nothing to do. So, yeah, it was a good moment of the game too. Uh, you know, I'll give Sammy his goal. Uh, it was cool to see him uh, open his MLS account uh, too late, probably. But um, that said, even that comes with its caveats. You know, I watched him trot out right after that and immediately take uh, impossibly speculative effort that came nowhere close. And that's the thing about Sammy. You know, is that um, He's got, I hate, it's the MLS syndrome. He's got the physical talent, doesn't execute, and he's too inconsistent. And um, he's also young. I mean, that's people fair. People forget yeah. that he's like twenty-two years old. That like the, the guy. I mean, he's got a bunch of caps. He had, you know a bunch of caps for Hearts. Um, he's still got a lot. He's obviously got a lot of learning to do. Mm-hmm. And um, but he d- he can. He has a, a you know one thing I'll I'll grant him is that he does have a nose for for shots and for putting the ball on, on, you know, on goal and whether, you know, you know, there's gonna be ones that he skies and that's just gonna be par for the course. Mm-hmm. But to be fair, I like that he's, he's a completely, and I, I don't want to say completely. We've talked about this and other podcasts have talked about this. He's definitely a change of pace from Ibarra in terms of how he's sure. going to, um, how he's going to attack. He's not, he doesn't want to, you know, he's going to, he's going to take, take dudes on, which is a, mm-hmm. a really good change of pace. I think for a bar, I think a and him, you know, are 
combined are probably you know a 85 to 90 percent of a good uh winger in mls mm-hmm. so I, ideally you have someone better to you know and, and one of those two guys are coming in for a change of pace mm-hmm. but in terms of in, again you know but miguel's 25 so miguel's not young anymore people think he's still young but he's not <laughs> you know, he's been with the off and on with the loon since like 2013 mm-hmm. he's been around for four years but sammy um sam nicholson is is young so you know i understand that and yeah, yeah was, i don't hate sammy yeah. he's inconsistent and you, you that, you're not you're not westberdine is that what you're saying yeah, so I'm I'm halfway between um, Colin Solberg, who can barely <laughs> contain. I mean, that dude orgasms. wants to jack Nicholson yeah. off all the time. Jack Nicholson. <laughs> <laughs> Pun firmly intended. <laughs> I'm halfway between him and and Wes, who is going down to the rope store, you know, before he has to watch uh, to, Sammy play to again. But to Wes's credit, he is he is actually he's backed away from the rope store, so he's more of like the. You know, he's going to the pill store and like maybe, maybe, maybe not he taking accidentally it enough to, takes yeah, too many, you know, yeah. He's, he's like he's gonna be right in that, you know, accidentally or not. <laughs> this podcast never strays too far from suicide, does it? What about uh, Su- easy, easy. suicide's painless, my friend? Mm-hmm. <laughs> What's yeah. the wor- what was the worst moment of the game? Uh, for me, that uh, that second goal. I mean, that first goal was bad. Uh, Albert Ellis, like. Houston's so fast, and we're just so sl- – I mean, maybe it's just we're so slow. We'll find out. You saw with Jermaine Taylor on uh, yesterday. Um, but in that second goal, Covell literally just stood and pointed at the guy. He was supposed to be marking, and he just literally stood there and pointed at the guy and yelled at everyone else for letting his mark completely go free and scoring the goal. And, you know, we had been outplayed for – at that point for – basically 75 minutes but it was still we're still down one nothing so a one good counter which mm-hmm. we've seen minnesota do recently in the, in, this, in their last you know last few games they've been able to, to do some of that stuff and we saw it in atlanta as well um you, you know they wear the team down you get one good counter you maybe you steal a point down in, in houston right. and uh this is before obviously uh nicholson scored his goal but just cobble ha- having his for me is probably his worst game as a loon honestly like that was probably the worst moment of the game because then you knew. I mean, we mm-hmm. I think we'd all knew at that point, like, oh, yeah, this game's over before this, that goal was scored. Didn't look like Minnesota was going to score at all. But definitely after Calvo literally just stood there, um, right. then we knew for sure that game was over. It was a bad moment for Calvo, but, God, this team holistically is so poor at set pieces. Yeah. Defending oh, God. them, taking them, so poor. Yeah. Talk about it. I we, say need, was, uh, we need somebody uh, a little bit more statistically minded um, to come in and verify that with hard numbers. You know, I want to say, yeah, Bruce, Bruce uh, McGuire or yeah, um, he had a tweet. Uh, it's basically it was like Molino is like probably the best uh, uh, corner taker on our team. To which everybody was like, that's a really low fucking bar. bar, (laughs) It's a low fucking bar. Let's not pat him on the back too hard for his corners. Which is is probably true, which is saying a lot. So that was your your worst moment of the game. So I'm going to use um, direct quotations from from Heath and from the the game recap that's on Minnesota's own website to uh, summarize my opinions of this. Okay, so here's Heath's quote after the game about his side. Quote, we started reasonably well, a lot of possession. But once we got past the middle third of the field, didn't have a threat all evening, I didn't think. So that's his quote. 
quote from the the uh, rest of the article indicates the loons plan seemed to be to play for possession and hope for Houston to make a mistake out of desperation for their own three points. Minnesota went into halftime with 60% of the possession, but only two shots to Houston's 10. So we've been talking about the possession game. We've been, We've been talking about the Loons' inability Every to... Every fucking yeah. week. We've, we've talked about their inability to pick the lock. They're, they can't be a plodding, patient team that tries to outwit the other team. Here we have a perfect example of that. Heath telling us he thought they did a, quote, good job, meaning they held a lot of possession. Statistics hold that hold that up, about 60% of possession. And they did nothing with it. This is exactly... In his quote, it, it seemed like... Maybe it's just the words he chose, but it seems like he's almost perplexed by it. He's like, boy, once we got past the middle third of the field, uh, well, of course, <laughs> that's the fucking thing. Uh, that's that's you know, all we've been saying. I think is it, I, I think it, I think it's a, it's a tactical error. And I, 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 on the road, uh, you shouldn't be dominating possession 60 percent no. on the road when you're this team. We're not Atlanta. Yeah. No, I, you know, I think that that. We've two yeah. shots to ten. <laughs> we've been saying we had sixty percent of possession and two shots to ten. We've been saying what it, does that say about what we've been saying? Yeah, we've been saying we've been saying it the entire time that this is not this is not a possession based team. This, this should not be a possession based team. I think, and I don't know. I'm gonna psycho fucking analyze Inchi right now, but the dude was the dude was a um, was an attacker in his playing day, right? So that's what he knows. He knows mm-hmm. attack. I think and and may, and maybe I'm just throw like you know uh putting this on to him but you can't score if you don't have the ball right that's like a, that's a pretty I mean you can like you, the other team can kick it in the in their own fucking net <laughs> but so here so hear me out hear me out on this one all right yeah, hear yeah. me out on this one um I think he has this idea as like that's what he did. He scored goals. He he you know the midfielders would kick the ball up to him. He'd take it down. He maybe pass it. Maybe get a pass back. He shoot. He scored. Whatever. So he always had possession or was near possession of the ball. I don't think he quite understands that possession in the final third and then possession throughout the rest of the field are not the same. That it's true. Yeah. And that and so. This literally might be the problem with him is that he thinks, oh, we had 60% of the possession, which clearly means that we had opportunities, which is obviously and then he's confounded clearly that is not, not, the, out, not yeah. the case. Exactly. So maybe that we literally might have figured out how like how Inchi is broken. Like he's broken. He's literally a broken man <laughs> with this I, with this philosophy and this idea. And. That's not to say like I like the guy a lot. I think he's a, he's a super nice guy. Every time I've had a conversation with him, he's been very nice. I just think he is broken fundamentally <laughs> as a manager when it comes to. I mean, you, you literally said it. We had a lot of possession, uh, and yeah, you're right. And then two shots to ten, like that mm-hmm. is una- unacceptable. And I, th- I think that's why he loves players like Nicholson and 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 devalues players like Guevara. Um, and loves players like Molino, uh, just because it's yeah. Anyways, we've we've talked about it 
you know, every fucking podcast for the last seven months. So, yeah, you know, that, 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 those tactical decisions amount to the worst moment for me. And, um, I, I don't think that, I don't think that, um, Adrian Heath is necessarily wrong with that approach, but if you have the right players, exactly. It's, it's, yeah. I mean, I, I think it's full, you know, you could be the very, very smartest carpenter in the world and know everything about how to, how to be a great carpenter. And if you get thrown in there and and you don't have those tools and instead somebody tosses you, I have no idea, they just toss you one hammer, don't build the same thing that you're going to build with your whole workshop of tools. Instead, you, you pair it back. You come up with a different design. You find a different approach, you know, but but he's acting as if he's got the tools that he needs to fulfill his vision. This isn't Barcelona. We're not, we're not <laughs> passing around dudes. Uh, you know, Bar- Barcelona from four years ago. Not yeah. Well, they're playing pretty good this year. So That's fair. Anyways, right. uh, did we want to do anything else about this game? I mean, I'll say one thing. I think Boxel had probably his best game as a loon. Um, okay. He actually looked quite competent uh, on the back line. He didn't do anything really fucking stupid, which is uh, basically, I mean, that is the baseline for being decent uh, on the Minnesota United back line. He was not at fault for either of the goals. Um, he distributed actually pretty well. Um, I went back, you know, going back and rewatching this game. This game was, you know, back on Saturday. So I don't know. He was, in terms of like, probably, he was probably the best loon on the on the pitch, in, in my estimation. Um, for the, because he was, I mean, obviously Nicholson, you could say you make a case for him scoring the goal, but I think in terms of someone who was on the pitch for the entire 90, I would say Box. Will pro- and, Bo- and to be fair, I had his best game as a, as a loon, so. That's great. Uh, yeah, and we haven't had a ton of kind things to say about him. So that's no, we have not. Good. And then I would say my, for my worst player of the game was Cobble. We've already talked about that. I'm not going to expound upon that. So I don't know if you want to say anything about either. I don't have too much to add to that. I'd re- really love to move on to happier times. Yeah, let's do it. Yeah, so Atlanta. <laughs> so here's my caveat, all right? I did not watch this game. Oh, I watched this game. It happened yesterday. Uh, it was blacked out on MLS Live for reasons I couldn't comprehend. What? Yeah. It was an away game. I don't know. Um, yeah. I couldn't watch it uh, for personal reasons on um, My29 or whatever they're calling it right now, just because my wife's in Europe right now, and I'm kind of um, one-on-two with the kids, and so it's it's a handful right now. Um, but and, and I didn't have time to do it today because I'm a fucking working man. So Got to make those uh, Wells Fargo bucks. Those bucks, yeah, making somebody bucks. <laughs> um, so, so I didn't watch this game. Yeah, but I'm gonna give my best, worst, and all this kind of stuff basically through my reactions to social media reactions. Oh to boy, the game, okay, that's gonna <laughs> oh, be my spin on the boy. game. Oh okay? boy, all right, so, all right. Your best moment Let's of the game. It. Well, clearly the, the Molino goal. Um, I was at Wild Minds, and we actually had a good amount of people there. Also, uh, it certainly helped that there was the Minnesota Twins uh, wild card playoff game, so a lot of people, you know, were getting there for that. But we had the, the entire place was packed, and people we had the the Minnesota uh, United game on the big screen, and so people were watching the game with us. And you know, we probably had about forty or forty five or so dark clouds or, or you know dark cloud affiliated Minnesota United fans who were there watching that game specifically. Then obviously, people all the people who were watching the the Minnesota Twins game. Um, you know, they all got the, like the scoring all started after like they all had gotten there to like get ready for the Twins game. So all of these all these people were watching the Minnesota United game and cheering and le- and screaming and all that. Um, but then when that when, you know Molino, so Molino scored that goal. I think it was right after Minnesota had given up their three run lead in the first inning last night. So everybody on watching the Twins game was super down, and all of a sudden, like we're in like the night or in the 96th minute, and Molino hits that header, 
and we all just fucking erupt, and it was amazing. Even like the depressed uh, erstwhile twins watchers. I think yeah, like, like yeah, I looked around like they were, like all of a sudden they're like, what the fuck just happened? Whoa, my god! Oh my god! Oh my god! <laughs> so. Um, so yeah, that was obviously uh, the best for me. And then in, in terms of, I'll, I have a few, few things here on Twitter as well because uh, I uh, I tweeted out the United Cup uh, results uh, as updated as of last night, which is the last United Cup game. And for uh, people who don't know, the United Cup is all the matches between Atlanta, Minnesota, and DC. And uh, that as of like as of this morning had like sixty likes on Twitter already, like. My fucking phone's been blowing up all night, <laughs> so yeah, it's pretty cool. Anyways, and the United Cup, the results of the United Cup being DC United is actually the best United because they have nine points, but they got to beat up on Atlanta three times. Um, where we, which where is its own cup, really? <laughs> which is yeah. yeah. Uh, and then we're in second place, and so Atlanta actually only has one win between all four of their uh, United uh, matches, and so they are the worst United. So that's the thing. It's great. Worst United, so, and then. The Atlanta Twitter trolls who tried to say playoffs and stuff. Yeah, so. yeah. So, so I'll, as a as a as a combo best moment of the game, I'm gonna give you first of all the moment that I flipped on back back onto Twitter. I was working last night too, and and I went over to Twitter for a couple of seconds, and um, and because basically last time I checked into Twitter was like 87th minute or so, you know, <laughs> okay. and I'm like, okay, well, fuck me. And then um, the next time I checked was like 10 minutes later, and I just saw the official team post that we came, we conquered. I'm like, what the fuck are you talking about? <laughs> and, and then I saw the score. I'm like, what the hell <laughs> what the happened? fuck just so happened? That was, that was me. You know, when you guys got to see the goal happen, you're like, what the fuck was that? That was me seeing a tweet, and I was like, ah, ah. <laughs> um, So that was a fun moment. The, the other fun moment was definitely uh, the Atlanta fans who can't fucking help themselves, you know. Oh, uh, yeah. Ta- you know, talking playoffs, like you said. And, and my I, the, my favorite interaction I had with a guy, I talked to you a little bit about it, was a guy who's like, you know, I was like, man, good luck this year. It's great, but like, I'd, I'd much rather have the stadium that we're going to have for the long term than to have to watch out of a robot sphincter for the, you know all of time. And he said, like, Oh yeah, we're in the playoffs. You telling me you would rather have a nice stadium than be in the playoffs? And I thought I was like, you're in the playoffs one year. Congratulations. Would I would I trade being in the playoffs one year for a stadium like ours for thirty years? Yeah, fucking sure I would. You know what? We're gonna get in the playoffs sometimes, and they are. But when we do, we're going to be doing it from a wonderful stadium, and they're going to be doing it from Megatron's broken, dripping sphincter. <laughs> I saw. I thought. I I mean, I thought Rowdy's fans were really easy to rile up on Twitter, (laughs) but these, uh, these, the Five Stripes fans, the the Atlanta guys, uh, are a whole nother breed, and I absolutely fucking love it. Um, I didn't, you know. I kind of would really love the Rowdies to make MLS now, just to watch the (laughs) that rivalry become a budding situation. (laughs) Oh my god. Uh, it was just, it was funny. And it, from all, from everything I've heard, like, we, so we sent down like 15 people, like the Dark Clouds and T&E and like the, the travel, there's about 15 people down there for, for the match. And from all, everything I've heard down there, um, there were nothing but considerate, great people. I mean, obviously Excellent. outside of the, the, whatever douchebag who threw, a full uh soda or beer or whatever at the at the referee but like in terms of like the the terminus legion the the supporters group people all great great folks good people but they're fucking at they're fucking asshole fans on twitter are the goddamn worst what was the uh, uh the worst moment of the game uh there's a couple uh worst moment for me I, that 
that Julian Gressel goal, he's very good, obviously. Um, it's amazing how good he is. And he just he worked the shit out of our 11-man defense um, when with they had 10 men. And that is bonkers. <laughs> Why are there fucking cats here at McGillicuddy's, man? Come on. Get your shit together. Shit yeah, uh, let's, uh, you know, maybe uh, some, we can get some uh, sponsorships of cat, <laughs> cat beer-related uh, uh, things. Um, it's not a, necessarily a joke, ladies and gentlemen. Um, but also, in the first half, uh, there, was a, there was actually a... We actually, Minnesota had a... Uh, Dunlady had an amazing shot on goal that was... Either you're saved or was off the bar, um, and then Atlanta turned and had a fucking uh, counterattack, and I can't. I think it was. It might have been Assad. It might have been um, Vilaba. Um, Vilabla. Vilabla. I can't even say his fucking name. Anyways, Bob Vilabla. Bob Vilabla. Yeah, Bob Bob Vilabla. Anyways, it was one of those two, and. Uh, there was a perfect pass uh, in between Taylor and Col- um, in Calvo, and whoever the Atlanta player was was probably about seven to eight yards behind Taylor. This is probably right right around like the right around the ha- the half the halfway line. The pass goes in, and he just and not Taylor, the Atlanta player, just fucking shoots right past him. And it was at that point I was like, "Oh, right, yeah, Jermaine, Jermaine Taylor's slow as fucking shit and terrible as a full as a as a fullback." Mm-hmm. Um, and so that might have been the worst moment of the game, either with that or you know Gressel beating the hell out of our eleven man defense to give Atlanta a fucking lead uh, late in the game, down ten men. And Gressel, by the way, is real good. Yeah, he's very good. Very good. And very yeah, good. if he's if he's taking on Jermaine Taylor, the fullback. We learned very early on. I, we, we it up. That wasn't Gressel taking. That was Gressel taking on our defense. The the, the um, it was a separate comment. Yeah, it was, so the the Taylor one was in the first half. The Gressel one was actually oh, after they'd okay. gone down a man. So oh, okay. there's like multiple, like two worst moments of the game. Like okay. at that point, it was like, oh fuck, we're gonna lose this game to I'm ten fucking men. So that would be very sad. I, I um, but that does come back to my worst moment of the game, which which is probably seeing the lineup. The, I mean, we knew there was gonna be some rotation because of international call-ups and because of the really tight turnaround time. Um, that said, any kind of formation that puts uh, Jermaine Taylor out wide, that plays Colin Martin and Colin Warner at the same time, um, is very confused, very emotionally hurt <laughs> by that lineup. Uh, Jermaine Taylor, I've, I've come to grips with Jermaine Taylor as a center back. Jermaine Taylor cannot be a fullback. No. Unacceptable. You need speed at that position. And Jermaine Taylor is... 72 years old yeah and at the i showed uh speaking of i showed some some folks at the lineup when we because we got to the well mine's a little early and, and then uh, a couple people showed up and i showed uh showed the lineup to again bruce mcguire and he's like he's like all right fucking heath is uh he's phoning it in that's literally what he said um and it seemed like it you know from a good majority of the game they were getting worked left and right you know minnesota had some chances on counters um but that four three three, um which they ended up you know ideally thank god they ended up not being in that formation to like towards the you know towards the end of the game but mm-hmm. it took uh it literally took a goal two goals actually for Heath to put on players that would attack and would create chances um is bonkers because you were leading you could have put on some players you're on the road you have literally nothing to play for 
why not go out and 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 you know make your subs early earlier and you know, play for that win, especially when they go down to ten men. Mm-hmm. You're up a goal. They're down to ten men. Go for the fucking kill, man. Heath is very reactive and yeah. the, the, the the work that he does with that. Um, yeah, it, I think that too often uh, the final score clouds our impression of what's happened. Yeah. That sounds foolish because what else matters but the final score, right? But over the long, long, long term, ignoring scores, if you do the behaviors that get you wins, those wins will come. And you pretty much ignore the final scores and focus on the underlying behaviors and things will work themselves out. Sounds like an absurd thing to say, but here's my point. If you look at three to two win, everybody's delirious over that. I was too when I read the score, and I, I mean, I am gonna go back and watch the game. I'll probably fucking cry by the end of it, <laughs> even though I know what the outcome is. That said, that really masks. Well, it wasn't like it was that great of a game. We were still behind, playing a significant amount of time against ten men, and it took two very unlikely goals at the death to turn this into a win. So let's not. Don't I mean, look at one discrete outcome <laughs> and say that it was a good idea. It was not a good idea. This was not a well coached game. Yeah, no, especially considering um, how, like, if Colin Martin goes out with the red card, game completely changes on that foul that he got a yellow card for. There's the, more luck for us. So, yeah, I mean, that's, you're right. I think the, the scoreline, obviously, the win flatters us, um, considering that we got outplayed for a majority, a, a significant majority sure. of that game. Um, Played plenty of time. Atlanta uh, was way faster. <clears throat> With ten men, they mm-hmm. in this like tur- turns into my what the most what the fuck moment of the game was like with ten men they were absolutely like, for over fifteen minutes I like, close to twenty minutes they were just they were running they were running all over us they were they were moving the ball it looked like we had ten men that's how right. bad it was and like yeah. that's how fast uh, Atlanta is and credit to Tata I mean again we also have to consider too like this is a very this is a very different Atlanta lineup than what they have been trolling out you know putting out every week and part of that is because of the fact that they've been putting up the same goddamn lineup every week mm-hmm. and and people got injured yeah. international international break um uh tata short, short turnaround time yeah t- short sure. turnaround time as well uh, tata just basically saying like yeah i need to get some i think you know pretty much i think they thought oh this is going to be an easy win so they're like oh yeah we can it's a fair approach <laughs> yeah we can we can put in the third string goalkeeper and it'll be totally fine um, and some you know defensive replacements, and and not have our our full complement of players available for the for the eighteen. So that's that's obviously part of it, but that's part of soccer. I mean, we're going right. to be dealing with that comes and goes on Saturday as well, and and so a team like Toronto was up there saying we fucking figured that out. <laughs> you know, we 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 played through those tough stretches, yeah. and and so so but yeah, but I mean, basically Atlanta just kind of took advantage. Like, you know, we're working us almost the entire game, but especially with ten men. Watching that game, I was just like, it, does, it looks like we're the team that has 10, and they're the team that has 11. Or actually, you know, it looked like we almost had nine. Like, we had no players. So, I mean, you know, for me, that kind of was the most – that 15 to 20-minute stretch was just like, what the fuck are we doing? We have we have the advantage. My, uh, my what-the-fuck moment was the referee getting hit with a water bottle. <laughs> That's fair. Uh, it, the, do, you know, do you know what are the acceptable times to hit a referee with a water bottle? Um, when you're a hockey coach, <laughs> pretty much it. I, yeah, I, <laughs> I was gonna say there are none. Okay, apparently that's fair. Apparently, there's a fucking hockey code <laughs> that I don't know much about. Yeah, that's fair. Is there no. a time when you can hit a referee with a water bottle and no? Hockey? He probably yeah, probably if he's thirsty. Prob- yeah, if he's thirsty, yeah. 
Do you remember when Randy Moss squirted the referee in the face with a water <laughs> bottle? <laughs> remember when he ran over that uh, that uh, traffic control cop? <laughs> Do you remember that? Yeah. Uh, you're right. <laughs> Honestly, as someone who actually has uh, has um, I've I've never refereed soccer, but you know, as a baseball umpire and a hockey referee, uh, there's never really an acceptable time to. Uh, be a dick to a referee. Not good. And you know, so yeah, good job, Atlanta. Way, way to show. Way to class up the joint. Yep. <clears throat> Dirty South. Yep. Um, so uh, 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 match rating for the official. Uh, it was D plus. He definitely did not control that game, and maybe missed the fact that he missed. Card, yeah, like. he missed. He. Pr- I mean, I'm not saying that Colin Martin uh, deserved a red card. He definitely got a yellow card, and then he was put there. But the fact that, um, especially on that. Where he got where he red card the keeper he didn't actually even call a foul he literally like was letting the game play on like that's how bad like, when he went to do the v, the VAR oh, that's okay. when the VAR was like oh yeah and he looked at it, he's like oh yeah that's a red card so like not even close he didn't even, yeah he didn't, he didn't even blow the whistle like he just he, he was basically like letting the game play on when they were like ah uh, you should probably actually look at that again so that's definitely a D plus in my book. Um, well, I'm glad that they took care of that incident with the um, with the uh, referee just can't be hit and hit with a fucking uh, bottle or anything. Mm. Um, I do know actually that they, like, they banned the fan. They did, yeah, for, for, for life. life apparently. Yeah, I, I, so. I don't know how you like. What do they put his fucking picture up at all the gates? Like, how do you even enforce that? You know, I don't know. Um, I guess you you know like I guess he probably could buy tickets on like the secondary market. And there's probably not a way, but. Or get I'm a guessing, new email address. Yeah, I, I'm guessing like he, yeah, if he, I don't know what the w- workarounds are or what exactly. I don't really want to find out, <laughs> honestly. Um, but I'm sure I there's. Th- like, I kind of want to find out because there it's, is. It's not like the dark clouds or T and E are immune to having a douchebag or two every now and then. But one of the true. one of the talks we have internally is, what do you do about those folks? Because yeah. I mean, we we can say you're banned. What? Who could even enforce that? Yeah. Well, it's that's tough. Even the team, it's very difficult to do it. A lot of it relies on the team and what the team is able and willing to do. And like I said, we haven't had to broach that subject yet, so we don't know. Um, that may be coming up sooner rather than later, and which would suck. But um, yep. but yeah, I don't know. It's interesting. It's. I mean, I'm glad. I mean, at least you know whether it actually holds up or or whatever. I'm I'm glad they at least said it. Like, listen, you know, this is unacceptable. Sends a message. You're done. And yeah, yeah and apparently there was a couple other fans that uh, were throwing shit in this from the supporter section that also got reprimanded at some capacity after, after the match. So, Good. and you know, the uh, Atlanta fans were really hurt by this, uh, this result. So, you know, they were just really, so it's really tough on them. It's hard. It's really tough. Well, know. they can just go back to their the playoffs. They can go back to the playoffs. <laughs> yeah, yeah, they can at least. Um, in there. Yeah, so star of the game. We'll, we'll go real quick through these last. Yeah, two. Star so of the game. I had Abu Dhabi actually. Um, that goal that he that first goal that he scored. I know Bruce Bruce McGuire put up a t- uh, a tweet. Bruce is getting a lot of shoutouts on the podcast this this week. Um, Abu Dhabi has scored. Yeah, we'll see. We'll see. Um, might be able to make that happen. He wouldn't fucking. Come <laughs> <on this podcast. laughs> you never know. You never know. Uh, we got uh, we got Chris Lidholm, so um, so that absolute scorcher of a goal was ap- was amazing. Um, you know that of that Abu Dhabi has eight goals, right? He scored in seven games, so he's, he got the two the two goal game. Minnesota United has won every single game that Abu Dhabi scored in. 
well, I don't know why he doesn't just score in every single game. I, I was going to say, that's kind of the – What the, the fuck is he thinking that's on kinda those what I was, uh, That's kind of what I was getting at. That was a – Bruce McGuire uh, tweeted out that or maybe had it in his uh, his uh, daily blog. Blog. Um, but, yeah, that's pretty fucking amazing. Um, also, he, you know, he was the guy uh, who was one of the only guys actually running for Minnesota – uh, chased down that ball that actually drew the keeper out that actually drew the red card, which gave us the advantage, which if we don't have that advantage, I don't, you know, it's quite possible we lose that game. We came on late, right? Yeah. I see. I mean, he, so A's got fresh legs. And no, 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 no. Uh, Dunlady started. Dunlady, Dunlady actually got hurt by that keeper. That's when Ramirez came on. Ramirez actually got oh, the, okay. the, 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 the tying goal. Okay. Um, Ramirez came on for Dunlady, but like uh, Dunlady got uh, cleated by that goal, by the keeper. So he drew that foul. So he got that goal um, in like the 68th or 69th minute. Um, nice. And then, nice, yeah. And then he drew that foul um, uh, off the keeper. No, that, the goal was actually a little earlier than that. Sorry, I take that back because the, the foul was in the 60th minute. So he's the one who scored the goal, drew the foul, that gave the red card, that gave us the man advantage. So I don't know for me, that probably was, it was probably my start of the game. Who about, okay. who about you? Uh, I didn't watch the game, so I don't know. So you don't know. Yeah. I don't know. What? You're, you're okay. the star of the game for cool. trying to fucking recap all that stuff. Thank that you. Happened. All right, shittiest player of the game. Um, I had Colin Martin. Uh, Colin Martin did not have a, a good game uh, for Minnesota. There wasn't anybody that was particularly shitty, um, in my estimation. You know, you could you could have put Jermaine Taylor put here Jermaine just Taylor. for just absolutely getting uh, run over um, and run around. Run, actually, it's not run over, run around, run around. Uh, but I think Colin Martin in particular, that foul that he had was not good. Not good. Yeah. Not great, Bob. It's not what you want. Not great, Bob. Uh, definitely could have been a red. I it don't, I don't think it was a red, but uh, you know, you can definitely understand the arguments of the, Atlanta faithful. I'm we, sure they made know, those arguments. Thought it was a too. red, and yeah. well, yeah, no, they've been doing it for basically 24 hours. So, um, good for them. So, how about you? Who's your shittiest player of the game? My, my uh, Freddie Adu award for shittiest player of the game goes to a the person who decided to black this game out on MLS Live, a decision that still perplexes me. Um, That's bonkers. B shittiest player of the game, my kids for needing the attention of an adult to to stay alive. Stupid uh, and kids. see my job for keeping me working <laughs> until 9.30 anyways. So. Just right long on. enough to tune into the twins getting fucking railroaded. Yeah. Well, this is, not a twin, this is not a twins podcast, so we're not going to talk about that. Let's not. Uh, Great coverage. Let's yeah. Start. Let's get out of this. We've, Let's I'm do that. we got to bang through. about a game I didn't watch. Bang through, <laughs> some, bang through some news. Let's bang it. Um, we'll talk about uh, Sporting Kansas City coming up and then do the rest of the stuff. So Bang it. Um, so, yeah. So, <clears throat> Obviously, in this game, uh, Johan Venegas and uh, uh, Michael Boxel were not available. They left for international duty. Um, Calvo and Molino and Taylor left after the match. Uh, I'm not sure exactly why Molino and Taylor. I, I think Taylor and Molino, because they don't play till Friday. And Calvo is actually... Um, Costa Rica called them in, but Calvo is actually suspended for the game on Friday oh. uh, because of yellow card accumulation. I was talking with Adu... So, yeah, so he didn't need to be called in, so they let him play on Tuesday because he wasn't going to be able to play on Friday. He won't be able to play. He, he, his next match will be next Tuesday when they play the uh, the final qual- uh, qualifier for the Hex. Think about how much better Costa Rica's national team would be if they um, had television in Costa Rica and they were able to <laughs> watch Johan Venegas play and immediately see this guy's a fucking yeah. joke. But the, the, other, the other problem is that, like, they also probably would maybe see, seeing Cabo play for Minnesota and be like, 
but that guy doesn't do shit, you know. Like he when he goes to Costa Rica, he like he heads he you know wins uh, wins free scores kicks goals. and scores goals <laughs> yeah. with his head, He's which we're like, here, which yeah. Adrian Heath's like, please do not use your head, sir. Um, so yeah, so the couple Molino, Taylor, Boxo, and Venegas are all out. Uh, for the Sporting Kansas City game on Saturday, luckily Sporting Kansas City has about seven dudes out for international yeah, duty we'll as talk well. About so, that in a minute. tell uh, me about the uh, Dark Clouds. Yeah, end. so the fourteenth annual Dark Clouds End of the Year Awards and Auction. This is a thing that Dark Clouds has been doing again, obviously for fourteen years. We do a fun uh, end of the year party um, with beer specials. Uh, we do a big auction, a big silent auction that goes uh, benefits the. I believe this year is the Sana Foundation. Don't hold me to that, but it definitely benefits a uh, charity. Um, it's been mostly the Sana Foundation. There's actually going to be there'll be a bunch of like player used gear. There'll be a bunch of stuff from the team. Uh, a bunch of our spon- you know, our our, um, our sponsors, first ab donate stuff. Uh, you know, just lots of different items and things available for bidding. You'll you know you can bid. Um, it's going to be on Tuesday, the 24th of October. So just two days after the final uh, the final match uh, down there in San Jose. Um, it's going to be at Lake Monster. They have a big space. I think they're basically like clearing the space out for us, which is awesome. Uh, there'll be the regular Dark Cloud specials of $4 loggers and IPAs. I believe the party goes from like 6 to 10. Um, the auction starts at 7, goes till 9. Uh, if you are a person listening to this podcast and you actually know somebody who wants to donate something uh, to the silent auction, um, you can email info at dark-clouds.com. Um, or hit me up, hit Zeller up uh, on, you know, email or Twitter or at, you know, a game or whatever. Um, you know, let me know what you have. I'm sort of, I'm kind of part, partly organizing some of the stuff here. Um, but our events team is actually putting together all the stuff. So it's really fun. It's a great place. We'll, if, since it's so close to the end of the year, we might actually, you know, possibly we'll get a couple of the players from the team. Uh, some of the team officials probably show up. Um, and as well, there's the end of the year awards, which are actually, if you subscribe to the Dark Clouds newsletter, you can actually vote on the awards. There's a player of the year, newcomer of the year, jackass of the year, which is a Dark Clouds award. Um, so yeah, there's just, it's a lot of fun. You get to hang out with all your friends in soccer, um, on a Tuesday. Uh, we're doing it earlier this year as opposed to waiting till middle of November last year when it was cold as shit and snowy and sleety and all that. Um, but yeah, if you have anything, any questions or anything, info at dark-clouds.com. Definitely, if you if you own a business, you want to donate something, donate experience or whatever, anything uh, is everything is welcome. Donate experiences, donate you know, Dungeons and Dragons. Listen, thing? like experiences are a big thing in these silent well, experiences. Experiences, oh, like yeah. come see me paint or add that. That's not a very good experience. Come paint with me. <laughs> yeah, uh, <laughs> you know, like come on this like uh, you know like a, erotic uh, like an erotic painting session or something. You right, know. Right. Um, please do not donate an erotic painting session, <laughs> please. That's Anyways, like half of our <laughs> listeners. Um, yeah. I, uh, I I didn't start my um, Jackass of the Year campaign as early this mm. year as I usually do. Um, I'm gonna have to kickstart. I'm gonna have to get some signs printed. Yeah, quick here vote offensive loons for Jackass of the Year. I'm a huge <laughs> Jackass. You are. To Tell us about the baby loons. All right, so I actually went out and watched the baby loons last weekend. Um, they played yeah, the nothing g- like a lone guy going out to watch a bunch. You of know, pre-teens. to be fair, it was me and uh, a couple other dark clouds. Oh, that's better. Yeah. yeah. Oh, you were with an old bearded guy watching. Oh, yeah. Yeah, two, I two was old bearded. Guys well, I was with the, the I was with another bearded guy and a baby faced guy uh, who were dark clouds, and there were some TNE folks out there. So we're not the only ones. Um, we didn't bring a flag. TNE brought a flag out there. So. 
Um, but the uh, Baby Loons played the Columbus Crews uh, U13 and U14 teams. I didn't realize this, but I was chatting with the other bearded guy who was out there who has been mentioned on this podcast like four other times, right? So I'm not going to say his <laughs> name again. Um, but the Columbus Crew Academy team has been basically in existence for almost 20 years. So, like, these were, you know, they, they're drawing people from. So not their just, players are like 35 now. Yeah, not just, but they're just, yeah, they're not drawn just from Columbus. They're drawn from, like, the entire, the entire region, basically, coming to this academy, which actually. Um, Maybe start thinking about the academy structure for Minnesota United and like what they're trying to do, and hopefully they they do it right because that would be really great. And we have some more news about that too. But the U thirteen loons uh, lost the Columbus Crew three to one, um, and but the U fourteen loons, which was actually uh, kind of a, a shocker, they uh, snagged a draw at the death two to two. I will point out there was a little shit on the number eleven on the U fourteen team from Columbus who was just a fucking asshole and. I loved it. I was like, yeah, that kid that kid actually has a shot. He scored a goal with like maybe 10 minutes left to put them up 2 to 1 and the U13 teams were like uh, so they play on the field that's right next to the Nessie. Mm-hmm. And so the U13 teams like was all like, you know, cuz they they take a bus up from Columbus. So they're all sitting there waiting for the the U14 game to end. Right. And he scores the goal uh he scored the first goal of the game too, sure. uh, and ran to the flag, like stood at the flag, and like all was, you know, like just like a little cocky motherfucker. And he scored the goal in the second half, and he ran to the corner flag again, and all the U thirteen oh, kids came running yeah. down to him, and he was like, they were all jumping around. I was like, <laughs> all right, motherfucker, I respect that, <laughs> cocky, cocky little shit. Yeah. Uh, and he was just, he was just a dick all game to uh, to the the baby loons, but then <laughs> the baby loons got literally got a win with an amazing. Watch if you get a chance to go up and watch these games. They they play on Saturdays and Sundays. Um, schedules on the Miss United website. Like how they move as a formation. Like that they're. It's not. It's not like watching like U thirteen or U fourteen soccer, which is kind of like still people kind of like chasing the ball. They actually ball. Ha- they actually hold a line. They have uh, they good. hold a good formation. It's it's amazing. And the U fourteen is actually literally almost on almost the last kick of the game, managed to get a two two tie. And I was like, come, I kind of want to yell at that uh, (laughs) 14-year-old. That (laughs) you 11 kid from Columbus like, fuck you, motherfucker. (laughs) We got this draw. (laughs) I didn't. I was able to uh, hold hold myself. I was mostly hungry. I needed to go get a burger. (laughs) (laughs) But it it still was really good. It was pretty amazing. So... Excellent. Um, I hope more people get up there and uh, and support them, support y- Minnesota. You know what? There was, was there wasn't just uh, yeah. There was, obviously, there's a lot of parents and stuff that are up there, but they all you know you know they all love the parents all love that there's other people up there watching and yeah, cheering course. for Minnesota United. So yeah, definitely get up there. I tell you something really 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 yeah. quick. Um, Benjamin asked me to sign him up for a soccer team. He said he wants to play soccer. He's three years old, you know, and so he said he wants right. to try a soccer team. So, so I'm doing it. I mean, it's it's gonna be obviously like the I, they call it the turf toddlers. It's like an indoor thing, but yeah, um, I'm getting Benjamin to sign up for soccer later this month. All right, you know that. Kid. Yeah, he came downstairs uh, earlier while we were recording this, and he said that <laughs> he's supposed to be in bed right now, and he said that. Uh, he wanted to talk to me because he he said that his toe hurt yesterday, <laughs> and he wanted me to know that. Um, it's weird that I can't t- wait to see him on the pitch. Yeah, it's weird <laughs> that there's a toddler at this bar, but you know, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, McGillicuddy. Yeah. It's a weird bar. I it is. All right, uh, some other quick United news. So, the, uh, speaking of the academy, they Minnesota United F- Minnesota United FC has partnered with the Dakota Alliance uh, Soccer Club. Um, basically, they're based, I think, out in South Dakota. The, this they'll be able to bring this team in. The 
the it's basically a partnership that they'll they go to the same tourneys. They'll be able to share some resources, and Minnesota United will sort of be able to like scout these kids as possibly bringing them onto the academy team as the academy starts to grow. Uh, I also noticed too, I, this is not on here, but we have a U twelve pre development academy team um, with actually kids listed on the on the website, like pictures and shit of kids who are like nine and 10, like part of the U 12, which is really cool. Um, absolutely. Uh, we mentioned the United cup. I don't, I'm not going to talk anything more about that. Um, uh, but basically, you know, the cup standings. We're not last. We're not last. We're second to last. We're not the worst United Atlanta United is the worst United. So, um, confirming what we all already knew. Yep. So, whether it's points or points per game, we uh, we come in. It's the same. It's the same. DC United first, Minnesota United second, Atlanta United third. Again, DC United got to beat up on Atlanta United three times. I still can't believe that Atlanta United did not beat DC United <laughs> once this entire year. Um, also, something we didn't point out during that Minnesota United Atlanta United game recap is that we were the first team to beat Atlanta United in Megatron's butthole. Mm-hmm. The last team to beat Atlanta United at home when it, when they were the uh, the college soccer mm-hmm. was DC United. <laughs> so, I don't think United United has Atlanta United has not lost a game at home to anybody but a United. But a United I think yeah. is is, uh, is what we're what we're coming with here. Yeah. So I don't know what that means, but I'm gonna go buy some stock. <laughs> in it. it means uh, Atlanta United is the worst United, basically. That's fair. All right. Um, yeah, so that's pretty much it for the news. Uh, should we talk about Kansas City in this upcoming match? Let's hear some sporting. Yeah, let's. Uh, sporting. So, um, sporting Kansas City. We've played them twice before. We, co- we covered a lot of the players. That, uh, well, yeah, if you want to count the Open Cup game, yep. That's um, we've played them three times. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, in in MLS play, so but so we're familiar. A. Yes. Um, B, it's two important notes. Well, we're going to get into it, I guess, a little bit. But both teams are going to be missing significant players due to international duty. Not so much injuries, but mostly international mm-hmm. duty. So um, so who the fuck knows what's going to happen? <laughs> if we were supposed to lose to Atlanta, I don't know. Yeah. I don't know how soccer works anymore, basically. I, I don't either. Um, yeah, as you as you mentioned, uh, we're missing a bunch of players, but they're missing. Yeah, list I, off the players. They're missing. They're missing. I, 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 de- like, I, I, I Arguably, they're missing better players. They're obviously missing better players than we're missing. <laughs> like that's not even that's not even <laughs> our fucking argument. Um, they're missing Benny Failhaber, who got a call up to the U- U.S. Men's team. Yeah, he had to buy some new underwear himself yeah. after that happened. Um, he didn't even expect. Yeah, that. so that's I mean that's good for us. Um, obviously, Matt Beasler is on the U.S. Men's teams. Graham Susi, uh, Mustavar, and and Saad amongst uh, I want to say three other. Um, yeah, Suni Saad and uh, amongst three other players. Uh, so they're missing seven of their. Main, you know, arguably their main, uh, their best players. Yep. Um, they're not missing their goalkeeper Tim Malia, who is arguably the best keeper in the league right now. Damn good. Um, and Ike Opara, obviously, who's he's actually taken relish in playing against Minnesota. I think he's scored every single game he's played against us. Um, that's true, but I don't so know who he needs to whack off to get uh, a national team. I vote, yeah, that's a good qu- that's a good question. So, uh, in again, in spite of you know. All, in spite of Beezer being out and and all the uh, all the changes, um, that back line is still 
it's pretty still, fucking solid. Still good, yeah. Um, and even the replacement. Yeah, something Eric Palmer solid. Brown comes in, and he's you know he's almost as capable as Matt Beasler. Certainly, if uh, not more so. I mean, he's younger, obviously. So. Yep. Uh, Saad Abdul Salam yep. playing out of the fullback position. Uh, we've seen him before this year already. Um, thinking about um, Jimmy Madronda, who's uh, gotten more time as a midfielder. Yeah, he's a defender, come midfielder. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> as been my attempt at Latin in the yeah. notes there. Um, so, 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 especially on the defense, I mean, yeah. they've got people who can fill in. What you're going to see probably up top is um, a lot of dudes like um, thinking uh, Latif Blessing, who's supposed to be their dude of the future, uh, hashtag yeah. blessed. Um, I'm thinking about Diego Rubio, who's supposed to be the heir apparent for uh, Dom Dwyer. It hasn't turned out that way, honestly, but uh, he's, nope. he's, he's the dude up top. Um, so, so, so those are the kinds of guys we're going to see. They're not bad dudes. Um, on any given day, particularly against us, missing some of our starters, they could get they could get the job done. But attack has been their weakest spot, uh, Sporting's weaker spot this entire season, and they're going to be without some of their key catalysts to that attack. So, um, it's it's it could be an opportune time. Yeah, no, that's one hundred percent true. Um, I mean, I, I will say they're coming off uh, a loss at home, which Sporting Kansas City doesn't do very often do to very often. to Vancouver, and which you know. A win there would have uh, put them right. I think they would have actually put them in first place um, in the Western Conference. Uh, right now they're sitting, I believe, in third. And they haven't even officially clinched the playoffs yet. But no, they have not. No, I mean, it's, it's a foregone conclusion. Yeah. But it's, yeah, but there's there's a very real possibility that they're um, that they're you know they they could go anywhere from second. I mean, I guess they go anywhere from first all the way to down to like fifth, I believe. No, they uh, could miss the playoffs. Miss the playoffs yeah. Theoretically, yeah, they theoretically. Could. But it, like, in, like realistically, like there's like three teams at 47 points um, with Vancouver 51 points. But uh, KC mm-hmm. actually has a couple games in hand. Yes. Um, so you know they could go anywhere from there. I mean, this team sucks at scoring goals. This team sucked at scoring goals with Dom Dwyer. Yep. This team has not figured out a way to score goals without Dom Dwyer. Um, they've been shut out 11 times already this season, which is uh, the second most in the league. I think second most only to D.C. United, <laughs> just saying a lot. If only they could play Atlanta United. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah. So, so they're, they're not good at scoring goals. Obviously, their uh, defense is amazing. Um, and I don't know, with, especially with all of the – I mean, the goals that they, you know, they've scored against Minnesota have been like, you know, from like Ike Parra and their defenders – not their attacking uh, attacking players, and so obviously we are missing you know Cobble and Boxel people have been starting regularly for us, and you know we sent out Joe Greenspan, so who the fuck knows what our back line is going to look like? Um, but I'm not I'm not worried about the Kansas City attack, and and I think that's where we can maybe capitalize. Absolutely, um, their attack's going to suck, and because they're 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 playing on oh Jesus, I almost. Broke my fucking microphone there. I better, better edit all of this out. Um, so uh, Kansas City is going to be playing. They've got a game the following Wednesday, so they're going to have an eye on that. Uh, sh- outages due to international duty. Offense kind of sucks anyways. Um, they're playing on the road, of course. So this, this is the kind of game where you'd expect them to lean on their defense, play more defensively. Now, Peter Vermees himself is... He's a pressing dude. His team's press. They run a high press, and they chase you all over the field. That said, I would still expect – so they're not going to not do that. That's no. just his mindset. But I would yeah. spe- expect them to do that from deeper positions, um, uh, challenge a little bit deeper, not so high up because they don't want to be caught in the back. I think they're going to play it a little bit more defensively and think about the counter 
unfortunately, that's probably gonna that's probably gonna tickle Inchi's uh, fancy to own possession and stuff like that, which I, again I think is a mistake. Um, but I think it's an opportunity for the loons to hopefully have some possession. I, I think it, having possession is not in of itself the problem, but it's that it having a lot of possession is often a symptom of playing a plotting and poking and meticulous offense that for us is not the way to play. Um, we could still own defense if we turned it into a thousand shots that mm-hmm. were all that all came based on quick attacks. You know, um, that's probably not the game that's going to happen either. So, uh, I want to throw this statistic out about this. so their their offense uh, third from the worst in terms of goals scored this year in um, the West. Their defense in terms of goals allowed best in MLS and it's super not close. Twenty four goals allowed this year. The next closest team. 35 goals allowed. <laughs> they have 24 goals allowed. 35 is the next closest. And that's juggernauts Toronto. Yeah. Everyone else is way behind that. We have tripled them up on goals <laughs> allowed this year. Yeah. Um, so they are spectacular on the defense. Yeah. Another reminder that we can't face a defense like that, even with a few substitutes in it, thinking that we're going to outwit them. No. We have to create overload situations in the middle of the park. Make them make those tough decisions and execute quickly and directly. Which is what we did up here back in April when we played, or May when we played them. Is that we did that? They did the exact same thing. We overloaded that left side or that right side of their back line. Um, Ibarra had that was Ibarra's like basically breakout game for for Minnesota in MLS. So um, I, I, I honestly I, I don't see us. I think that was a fluke though. Actually yeah. creating goals from crosses because you know how bad we are in headers yeah. and yeah. stuff and stuff like that. So I'd love to see the the onus of the play be up the middle of the field, but that can unleash a fullback or someone yeah. like Ibarra out wide for an outlet pass. But I, I I don't think crosses and crosses are sustainable to make goals for yeah. us. Yeah, no, then that that leads right into sort of how we should play them. <clears throat> I, I I think that how we ended that that match against Atlanta, we started off in a, you know, a four, three, three, we ended that match in more of a four, two, three, one. And that's how we need to play. Um, uh, Casey, uh, I agree. Narrow being narrow, moving, uh, moving the ball around, um, not trying to take dudes on, uh, it's going to be probably the recipe for success, uh, in this game. Um, you know, with cobble out and, and Boxo who's been getting time, you know, we're and Greenspan <clears throat> out on loan. It honestly wouldn't surprise me if we see like a three five two or a you know five three, uh, you know a five three two something. It wouldn't surprise something you because like that. that's just what you are constantly. Thinking no, no, about. It's, it wouldn't surprise me because that is what Heath has rolled out in in sort of these you know when we're we're, we're down men. People, yeah. Um, he has done that. Yeah, multiple times, and so you know I don't know. Um, Casey's obviously going to line up in there, you know, that traditional four, three, three. Um, I would love, I would love to see sort of a, uh, either a four, like four, two, three, one, or a three, five, two, or a four, two, two, um, with Dunlady and Ramirez up top attacking. It'd be very interesting to see what they can look like together. Yeah. I don't know. We haven't tried it yet. We have nothing. I mean, honestly, this team has nothing. Technically they have the playoffs to play for, but why not see what, those two guys look up like look like up top with each other, you know that can that it's going to formulate your decision making going forward. Um, you know, do we then we need to bring? I mean, if if they look good up top, if they look together, you know, Ramirez has been as you you've mentioned many times on this podcast, 
has a tendency to lose the game if he's not involved. Well, those, get, come to him, yeah. those two are up top, and and you know Ramirez can maybe drift back a little bit, let the game. You know he can come to the game a little bit, right? He, we've we know that Ramirez can pass well. Um, he's shown it multiple times this year, but in years past with a with a bar specifically, um, but to other players as well. So we know he has that sort of that ability in his game, um, and I, we haven't seen that from Dunlady. Really, that's, that's honestly, true. I don't think he's been called on. To do he hasn't that been called either, on so. to do that. Uh, yeah, you're. Be interesting right. to see it as an experiment but and say who can be a better second striker and who needs to be yeah. the number nine. You yeah, know, it'd be an interesting experiment. So I, I think I mean, this is this would be the, the perfect opportunity. You you have, you know, you you don't have your full complement of players. Why not Why not run that lineup out there and and see what what that lineup can do, if Certainly. anything. So. Awesome. I, I mean, I, but I, but I agree. I mean, generally, I agree with you that this team needs to play narrow. They need to play through the middle of the middle of the pitch, um, and maybe yeah, maybe you're right. We can we suck the uh, fullbacks in. We can play out wide to Ibarra or Finlay, who can you know you know uh, lace a pass in to either Ramirez or Delati. But I I wholly agree with you. My, my thought is even if we get it wide and we get we're gonna cross it in, don't cross it into the box hoping for a header. Cross it to the top of the box from those secondary dudes who come up and support. Exactly. Where, where there aren't defenders, where the goal is not for us to hit a header and win a header. Yeah. But the goal is to simply bring the ball down and take the shot. Of course. Then, yeah. then you've got Ibsen taking <laughs> no, the shot. Absolutely. Whatever, yeah. But, yeah. Um, but we don't. Th- either we can't execute it or we don't think about it. This might be the game nice. Ibsen gets a goal. Yeah, I would love to. I, he needs to get. A, he needs to get an MLS I goal. Feel, you know, this is, this podcast is already four hours long. Yeah. Um, Ibsen. I feel like he's come out of his shell. I think he's always been a, a little bit of a mysterious guy, a guy, a, a, a man of few words, a dude that was tough to figure out. Yeah. I think he seems like he's having a little fun this year, and that's I like seeing that. That's yeah. good. Okay, so all, all that considered, how do you see it playing out then? Um, <clears throat> I mean, I think that defense is tough. I think uh, we, we, I think we find a way though. I think we find a way to get one. I also think they find a way to get one. I think we. One one draw, um, which I think effectively eliminates us from the playoffs. I've got a two one win for Ooh. Minnesota United. Ooh. Maybe keeping our playoff hopes alive pending fifteen other <laughs> results. Wow. I'm right. calling it's at home, all these other circumstances. Loons are hot, can't can't do wrong. <laughs> it's kinda <of> generous, but <laughs> something like that. All right, so so I got a two one win, you got a two two draw. Let's I got talk a one, about I got a one, 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 one draw. One, draw. Sorry, one, yeah. one draw. I changed that. <laughs> yeah, you changed from the notes, yeah, thanks. Yeah. Let's do uh, Pixar Didn't Happen. How did we do last week? We uh, nailed it, right? Yeah, not great. Not What's, great. Come on. Uh, we both finished actually with the same record, 7-13. Um, and 13. Uh, We'll just bust through the games here really quick. Uh, yeah. We both had Atlanta United beating Philadelphia. Obviously. The final score was 3-0. Um, you had the Red Bulls and D.C. United drawing, uh, I think, 1-1, one one, but it ended up being a 3-3 draw midweek. Um, I had Orlando City SC beating the Revolution, not by the score of six to one, which they ended up, I think it was like one to nothing. What happened? <clears throat> yeah, we were, we were recording during that game. We were just like, what in the fuck is going on? Uh, none of us had uh, NYCFC beating Montreal Impact on the road one to nothing. Uh, midweek, I had FC Dallas breaking their slump, uh, winning against Colorado at home two to nothing. You did not have that one. Neither of us had. Yeah, but they might vacate that game. You're gonna have to go back and take. No, no, that. no not not that one. Not that one. Oh, it's not. That's yeah, the wrong it's one. not that one. It's another one. Uh, it's the other one <laughs> upcoming. Um, neither of us had the guy, ga- the Dynamo and the Galaxy drawing um, in Houston, three to three. Uh, so that was great. 
Um, <laughs> what the fuck are you doing? <laughs> are you trying? My nuts have been like absorbed by my butt. <laughs> Jesus Christ! He's stuck his hand down his. I pants. got these like old man low swingers that I gotta uh, do right. now that I'm old. Okay, uh, Seattle. Uh, we both had Seattle beating Vancouver. Uh, the final score being three to nothing. Uh, you had uh, Dave Martin the uh, earthquakes beating the fire four to one. Um, I did not have well, that. I one. didn't have that score. <laughs> we had the earthquakes winning. Neither of us had uh, a zero zero draw in FC Dallas. This is the game you're talking about, uh, where they uh, substituted or they took out Barrios out of the lineup and then actually substituted him back in, which ultimately might end up being a uh, Orlando City win. The MLS. Doesn't publish your rule book online or anywhere. So who yeah, the fu- internally either. <laughs> who the fuck knows what the actual uh, results will be? Um, we both had Toronto FC beating the Red Bulls. Uh, end up scoring up being four to two. Um, good on us. And then uh, neither of us had the United drawing with Revolution. We thought the United uh, hype train would keep going. Um, well, and the the Revolution fucking Snowpiercer train would keep going into hell. Exactly. No, um, we both had the crew uh, beating DC United. Uh, that score ended up being 2 nothing. I had the Dynamo beating Minnesota 2-1. to one. Uh, You had a draw, I believe. Um, and uh, Chris Lidholm had a win for Minnesota United. So N- He's never coming on the podcast. Never again. The fuck he's doing. Sorry, Chris Lidholm. He has, a, he has a, a literally a 0% record this yeah. game on picks. You know, you know that actually... Uh, during that uh, Houston game, they played some the bumper that we recorded after the game, oh, after the they? podcast. Yeah, we were on ESPN. Huh? We were on we were on fifteen hundred ESPN, uh, talking about uh, soccer and shit. <laughs> so. well, yeah, a, a little bit. Um, <laughs> you had Martin. You actually had this uh, Chicago Fire NYCFC draw one to one. I think you actually had a uh, spot on the nose. And then just so we'll make it really quick. Uh, none of us had. Any of these next one, two, three, four, five, six games. Jesus. <laughs> That's how bad it was. Uh, the Rapids beat the Impact two to one. Sporting Kansas City beat Vancouver zero. Or yeah, sorry, Vancouver beat Sporting Kansas City one nothing. Uh, Earthquakes beat the Timbers two to one. Galaxy got a second draw, one uh, one draw with RSL. Philadelphia Union uh, beat the Seattle Sounders two nothing. And of course, neither of us predicted, predicted that Minnesota United would go down to Atlanta and win that game. Uh, Missy and I, of course, winning three to two. So again, we both finished seven and thirteen. That's not good. Uh, yeah, not great. Not great. What? Uh, what? <laughs> I'm just gonna go through. Yeah, th- week three Olympics. We only have uh, four games. <laughs> nice picks this week. <laughs> and you I, li- I literally, I literally do. I just don't. I just don't care. Uh, <laughs> I'm just not gonna lie. I just, <laughs> I just look don't like care. You don't care. I have every game ending in a draw. <laughs> The Red Bulls drawing the White Caps. Go through these games one by one (laughs) just to say that they all have the same score. (laughs) No, no. Uh, Minnesota and KC, I have one to one. I have every other game uh, two two, other than the Minnesota United Sporting Kansas City game, that being a one one draw. The Houston Dynamo Sporting Kansas City game is actually on Wednesday. Um, Also a two two draw, and then Colorado FC, Colorado versus FC Dallas, I have a two two draw as well. What do you have for those four games? Thanks for trying. I got uh, Whitecaps beating the Red Bulls one to nothing. Whitecaps smoking hot right now. Um, I'm sure they are, but the Red Bulls need some points, and I think that's they're going to get some points. I don't think they're going to win, but for to keep their playoff position, they need uh, they need a point out of that game. They should drink a Red Bull before the game. 
Um, Minnesota United is going to beat the Sporks 2-1. Uh, Colorado and FC Dallas 0-0 in a uh, match of the uh, fucking Unpossibles. And uh, Houston Dynamo are going to lose to Sporting Kansas City, uh, Sporting a win 2-1. to one. Ooh, all right. There you go. On the road, even. I got On the two, road. two road wins here. Sweet. All right. Uh, what do we got next? Let's let's breeze through fantasy to get some questions. Okay. Um, Sounds I, good. I, I'll read it off. Zeller, you had 121 points in MLS this week. Yes. Pr- pretty solid week. Very good. Excellent. You're overall in sixth place. You've made a lot of ground up uh, over the last month or two. I have, yeah. Um, I have not. No. Actually, the, f- the first, uh, I think the, f- the top like 10 or 11 places all stayed the same, basically. Uh, there was just a little bit of fluctuation of points. You finished with 97 points. You're still in ninth place. Um, I'm actually I actually increased my lead over my wife, who's in seventh place. So take that, wife. That's really the, <laughs> the competition that matters. And then yeah, again, literally like no changes in the top of the standing. So right. yeah, let's talk about EPL Taga. Uh, two competitions going on there. First, yeah. the, the the perfect eleven. Choose a new lineup each week. You had 175 points. Congratulations. I did first place this week. I had 73 points. Last place this week. Yeah, every week. <laughs> um, so so you got first place overall. You're in first place with uh, 975 points, uh, and everybody else is 50 points or more behind. Yeah, you, so that's yeah. pretty good. I gotta I gotta uh, lead catch there. Zeller, guys. Yeah. Um, the draft league. Uh, you and I are both five and zero oh and one. You beat me in the Dave's the, I know Derby. The derby do Dave's. Yep. Uh, so uh, we're both five and zero oh and one. But Pete Bisson, uh, longtime listener, granter of uh, Can Cozies. Yes. Um, uh, we appreciate six and zero oh and zero. Oh. So, yeah. Um, so he, I got him in a couple weeks. Um, I don't know who you play this week. I play my wife this week uh, in fantasy EPL. So we'll see how that goes. If we uh, still, if we are still going to be buying a house together <laughs> at the end <laughs> of this weekend, or at the end of, at the end of next weekend, because it's actually there's no games this weekend. What I'm talking about, like in the end of next weekend. So we, we actually you get a you get a uh, a week a week off for uh, EPL fantasy if you're if you're part of playing those leagues. So uh, Bundesliga, um, I'm the only one playing that one. I actually took first place this week uh, with 71 points. Uh, league top that you're the only one playing in. There's a uh, there's five of us playing in this league. Uh, top five hasn't changed, or the top three hasn't changed. Uh, I'm still in second in that one with uh, I go to no idea in uh, first place. So let's get to our questions. All right. Um, yeah. Let me ask the questions and you answer them because usually we do the the inverse. Is that right? Yeah, that's right. I'm gonna pitch them to you. All right, Brian Hanf. I don't know. I'll just ask Brian how to pronounce his last name. I can never figure it out. Brian Hanf uh, wants to know, uh, I want to know how KM feels getting now more goals from open play than PKs. Wait, has he got more from open play than PK? Is that your note? No, that's that's, that's Brian's <laughs> that's question. That's literally his Facebook, uh, his Facebook okay. comments. Um, Brian, pull your thoughts together next time. <laughs> uh, I, does he have more from open play than penalties now? Well, that was the question. I don't know. I don't know. Um, <laughs> this is a really good I, question answering. Zone. Yeah, I don't know. Uh, I'm sure he feels good about it. Wait, wait, wait. If if that's true, then of course yes. He's he certainly has to. Yeah, be how many uh, how many penalties does does Molino have? We don't know. Well, no, we can probably. I, I don't want to sit here and. I just think he's had three or four. So he's probably. I think he's probably has. He's probably like eight, nine, or go. He probably has more from open play now than from penalties, but. Well, I'm it's sure, got to feel good. I'm sure he feels great. I'm sure I'm sure he, he doesn't care about that he's taking away goals from Christian Ramirez and preventing him from getting a U.S. men's <laughs> national team call-up. I mean, Kevin Molino, you know, he's got stupid hair, so whatever. Thanks, Brian. Great answers. 
uh, Scotty wants to know, he wants to say talk about what cunts. Uh, yeah, not not yeah, not one. Why did you put that on there? Yes, this is literally his. I changed it. If you have you not seen the the updates to the no, thing. I just see the part where you put oh. the c word in there. That's literally was from his from his Facebook comment because Scotty's got a I got a mouth on him. Why do you? Why do we put anything Scotty ever says in here? I don't know. That's a good, that's a very good question. I do not know why he does. Why we do that? I, so it's we're talking about we're talking about the sh- what shit ass fans Atlanta fans have been and were in '91 with that tomahawk chop, and how the next generation of asshole Atlanta fans has assumed the mantle. That, yeah. that's what they've done. Like they threw. That's Atlanta. Yeah, yeah, that's Atlanta. They they have, you know honestly, have you been to Atlanta ever? Fortunately, no. Okay, good. There's nothing to fucking do in Atlanta. I believe that. Yeah, it's it's. There's literally nothing else to do. So, uh, they do stupid shit in their sporting stadiums. So that's the that's the question there. So it sounds about right. Um, I, d- I don't necessarily know what this question means. This well, next one. Can you vet these questions a little more carefully next time? A meat ballian uh, wants to say. So did that's Matt. Matt's a good guy. I know who Matt is. Yeah. So did we win the Dallas game? And get three points, or is that up in the air? People are confused about. They keep thinking, they keep thinking about the Dallas forfeit, as if that was the game that we played. But we also yeah. beat Dallas. Yeah, we. So we, I'm very confused we, by what. That's he's not the only person who's asked this. Though. Really? Okay. Was it, no, this is why we, I was confused. So, so we beat Dallas. Yes. Legitimately. Yeah. We get three points for that. Yeah. The other matches that are happening that that they may forfeit. It's only the Orlando game. Yeah. That was a tie. And we d- did not. <laughs> we were not a third team in that game. No, but so. but Matt is not the only person who's been confused about this. All right, this does not so touch us. That's that's good. Al- al- although anything that's bad for um, Dallas, as far as the standings go, is good for us. Is good for us. So. In insofar as we have a very slim, slim chance of making the playoffs, so yeah. it's good for us that Dallas would suck. Yeah. But, um, no, we don't get more points <laughs> no. out of the win that we, we had two weeks ago. We don't, yeah, we don't get extra points okay. uh, for them fucking up two weeks after they played us. So, sorry, sorry, Matt. Sorry, sorry, Matt. Uh, Colin O'Donnell says, uh, "How shit of beer do they serve in the MB? That throwing one at the ref was oh, Mercedes Benz. Yep. That throwing uh, one at the ref was a preferable use of it. First of all, he's hit with a bottle of water. Yeah." Also, this was uh, a, a question from Facebook, so you can literally spell out Mercedes Benz. You don't have to use fucking. Uh, they give you like the full two eighty. Yeah, characters you don't. Yeah, you don't need to use one hundred forty characters. Um, the, the the answer to this is actually they do serve complete shit beer at uh, Mercedes Benz. Have you seen their uh, their beer selections? Yeah, that's usually what I look at. So one of the things actually is that Arthur Blank, to his credit, has 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 made sure that. The staples of a stadium, so like your popcorns, your hot dogs, very affordable, very affordable, and that includes Bud Light. You can get a, you can get a, uh, like a twelve ounce or sixteen ounce Bud Light or something like that, like five bucks at the stadium, which very, very good for a very good if you want to get fucking wasted at a soccer match. Because you know, if I was going to uh, Megatron's butthole every every weekend for a soccer match, that's Lord knows I want to want to be as wasted as possible. As, sure, sure, as possible. Mostly considering you can't see like a corner in you know each of the wherever you're sitting, you, you're literally blocked from one of the corners. That's a that's a joke. I got that it, stadium. Yeah. Okay, cool. Uh, but they consider uh, a non-domestic beer uh, Heineken, and that's like nine dollars for a twelve ounce. So yeah, they they had shit beer, and they didn't throw a shit beer 
they probably should have. Well, I think, yeah, or a soda or something. So, so we, ha- we only had four questions for the pod this week, and none of them were, like, relevant to reality. The, the, only, <laughs> the only one that was close was Brian's question. We just, <laughs> he didn't quite know. He, he reconsidered his question in the question. So, yeah. I, you know, we don't have great answers here, but the onus is on you people to start coming up with some better questions. Yeah, you can always you can always uh, tweet tell us. Tell you can always can send tweet us your questions anytime, day or night, twenty four seven, before the podcast, after the podcast, whatever. We'll answer them. Uh, do that at TDIKM, and that's our Twitter handle. Um, you can also email those questions at uh, to um, the Dave's I know MN at gmail dot com. Please, uh, please, please, please go to our website. Read all of our soccer stuff. Um, I have uh, a World Cup or UEFA World Cup qualifying bonanza coming up either tomorrow. Um, well, coming up tomorrow. Yeah, that's definitely going to happen because tomorrow is Thursday, and that's when those games kick off. Get um, done. Yeah, so I have to get that shit done tonight. Uh, rate and like our uh, stuff on your rate podcast amp- amps apps. Things like that. iTunes, especially. Five stars. Five stars. Um, funny reviews. Uh, call us names, whatever the hell you want, but just give us five fucking stars. That's all we care about. Uh, you can find me at Texas Zeller on Twitter. You can find uh, Martin at Offensive underscore Loons. Um, you can also find us on Saturday at the uh, last Minnesota United home match. My kids will be there. The, uh, the aforementioned uh, Terrible Children. We'll be there, and you f- you are luckily lucky. You are going to get asked to babysit them for certain points of the game. So <laughs> that happened last game, didn't it? Yeah. Uh, but yeah, that's to be fun. So come say hey, uh, buy us a beer, um, and uh, otherwise, yeah, we'll see. Uh, we'll see you uh, next time. Thanks, man. We are the Daves. You know, this has been the Daves. I know. As you do yours, land here, become fecund. Yeah, uh, we, we do yeah. our thing, son. Who the act we attract to, hope to reach one. Uh, we, yeah. we, we do our thing, do it. We do our thing, son. Some will paint a piece, some will spray with a machine gun. It's mad work to be done. We, we, we do our thing, son. Y'all, son, 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 son. I can't son. Y'all know we can't.